It's the new year, and reflecting on the past can bring up some sad and sticky moments that can make us not want to get out of bed in the morning. In review of our year, A and I noticed we seem to consistently prioritize the men in our lives, which made us question, love is great, but are we sacrificing our careers for it? Listen in as we face what works and what doesn't, and what we're changing in 2016. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm A. And I'm T. What? (laughs) We said it backwards. We did say it backwards today. Well, role, role reversal. Yeah, role reversal, which is a great thing to do <laughs> at the end of the year to make sure that you're still happy with your patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you say it that way? Well, pat- am I ever happy with a pattern? Are patterns a good? I don't know. Patterns are always good for reflection. I found a, pe- a few patterns, speaking of which. Yeah, I'm fine. I found a lot this year. Did you? A lot. I feel like it's sort of, I'm at that age that everyone says you kind of lock into who you are and right, you start yeah. seeing things yep. and I'm like, oh, yep. that's not good. No, it's great though because you see good. it and then you can be free and liberated. And mm-hmm. yeah. I've been super proactive. Like this year I was, my my mantras were, were well, <laughs> talk less listen more (laughs) (laughs) and so you have a talk show (laughs) Uh, yeah but no but you have that's true I can see that focused on the show right and then when I'm not on the show I (laughs) shut my trap (laughs) well but even on the show listening I mean yeah it totally yeah 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 and also when I when I want to say something say it like like if I feel it say it don't yeah don't don't hold your tongue Mm -hmm. and wow that's been hard I've had so many moments where I'm just you know I totally am an ostrich that wants to stick her head in the sand wow yeah my dad is an ostrich that does stick his head in the sand <laughs> so it learned behavior yeah and I was like well it's working for him yeah and uh and it's and it's been so refreshing when I do speak up even though I wow I want to like vomit totally I'm like how about I vomit instead of speak <laughs> mine has been trusting myself this year has been a big theme I've been have like I've had a big career shift I guess and so I've in a great way mm-hmm. um but it's it's like the more i lean into the artistic stuff that i'm doing yeah um there's been this theme of just really like d- really developing that muscle of trusting myself trust myself trust myself and like, like if you have I, an impulse follow I have it. an impulse like trust my creative impulse trust my whatever all this so anyway these yeah. are small things what we do i do we do have a big i have a big pattern that i saw Right, which is what brought us to the show. Yes, we were talking about it. T and I were talking over coffee, and we <laughs> had this like three-hour conversation. Yeah, we which, should have just recorded it right then. <laughs> I know, but now we're going to give you the condensed packet, so version. you don't have to be there <laughs> for the <laughs> digestible, the ugly, <laughs> yeah, confusing. <laughs> anyway, so we we yeah we condensed it. I feel like for our listeners, can I just say, yeah. um, you know, we're talking about like careers. Like, what T and I have careers outside of this podcast? <laughs> we, it's included. I it's in it's in the fold, but uh, yeah, I haven't actually take a moment. That's what I mean. Take a moment. Uh, Actress, comedian here. I mean, you know, I'm okay. I'm funny. That's tea. Uh, (laughs) You know, do sketch series. I do Uh some stand up. You've got a great sketch series, Autocorrect FU. I'm going to plug it because it's so fun. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's more crass. Like the show, this show's tasteful. I didn't realize how vulgar the sketches were going to be when I conceived the idea. But I have to like say out loud things like the p word i actually stopped the pussy 
<laughs> it's hard for me to say. That's how wimpy I am. <laughs> yet too, here I, I am doing shows. I don't shows. like that word either. I don't I know. You. I get very like Concert, like Victorian uh, little princess. You when too, a little bit. It's really weird. I, and yet, I mean, I love talking about sex. I know. And it's funny, like when we get in situations where these guys, like people meet TNA, right? And it's always like, Oh, and it's, anyway, it's and then I clam up. I'm like, the, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so yes, and then and you can so, find it on YouTube, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, YouTube. So autocorrect, autocorrect, fu, like the letters, mm-hmm. fu, and, and it's then you're on acting, Facebook and Funny or Die. Okay, and then your acting, your acting websites. Do you want to plug that? Oh in? well, I need to update it. Okay, well then we'll. But <laughs> I'm on IMDb, so we're actors. I'm auditioning for you know for TV shows, all this stuff, and um and it's a you're a writer. You have this like great show that you're still working on that I'm, hopefully you'll be pitching in the new year. I'm writing, acting, so um, so yes. What does that mean? Working for free a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you hit on something which is like the trusting your gut. I mean, it's very much an entrepreneurial track, and oh and God, so kind much. of this freelance mindset of. I have an idea. Now I'm going to tell you why you need to. Right. No, but it was good. This. Like I, I we, we produced a, a teaser for the feature that I'm working on. I'm mostly I'm, so this feature could turn into a web series. It depends on who, whose hands it lands on. And but um, so anyway, so that's we're in the new year. So this spring we're shopping it around. And anyway, yeah. it's, it's fun. Well, I just wanted to like. Yeah, I just wanted it's to unpack that. Angel. Like TNA I, don't live in a box. Yeah, and I <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> and I play guardian angel. Oh my god! Oh yeah, in the in the in your project. I was going to say I don't know how much angel. you want to say about it. Well, I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you play a guardian angel that's quite feisty and outspoken. And actually, I would say she's um, a very excellent role model for women. Yeah, I, she really is. Talk about just, I love her mind. this character. I mean, I create her, but uh, of course, well, so, but of course, I love her. But from your heart, yes. And totally. speaking truth, right? Yeah. I loved it. I was very moved by it, and um, and it's like a wholesome, inspiring message, right? So when it get when, uh, but also fun. So when yeah. I when I when it gets to the next stage, I'll share it with you all. And uh, yeah, we will. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the careers that we're talking about. That uh, is sort of we are questioning if that's at risk. Yeah. Well, it can get sidetracked by things. I think it can get sidetracked by things that feel easier. Tell me about your experience, A, because I feel like this really, this conversation stemmed out of right. some, some you, your so observations. So this was like a three-part story that happened to me. Uh, so over the holidays, I <clears throat> I had some time, you know, with, with whatever, with time off. And I'm the kind of person where I have, this isn't a bad thing. I know you're going to hear this and you're going to think, oh my God, she's totally out of balance. It's not, but... Like just I, a little out of balance. Slightly. No, <laughs> but I'm the, I'm, I'm the kind of person I've discovered where... I become anxious when when I'm not um, when I know there's work to be done and I'm not doing it like if the work is done I am happy to let it go and go be gone for a month and never think about it but if there's still work to be done and I'm not actively moving on it it makes me festers on your mind fester, right so I think a lot of people probably deal with that and not even like little minutiae stuff but like I really need to push these rocks forward, you know? Yeah. So when I'm Finish on vacation, project, right. Certain people, and, you know, we're at that point in our lives where, you know, we're, we're young and we're building ourselves. Right. So there's a lot of, there's a, you know, heavy, heavy lifting that we have to do. <laughs> I've been doing push ups in the morning again. Good. So, um, so anyway, so when I'm, when I was taking time off, um, with, you know, with family and doing that thing, I'm loving it, but I'm also like this, this anxiety is growing and, so I'm like, okay, I sat down and I faced it one night and I'm like, you know what? I like I was getting this thing was nagging at me that I'm like, I'm wasting 
my I'm wasting my precious youth or my time? Am I really using, am I maximizing my time and my energy? And I, so I did the scary thing and I sat down, it was like midnight and I did a five year review of my life. Oh. It was terrifying. Oh God. I don't even want to do it, but you doing it made me think a little it. bit while I'm but driving But I have to say it was this, the most empowering thing because what I realized was it was not nearly as bad as I thought. Oh, good. And I listed all the things that I had accomplished, things, everything from like relationship transitions or relationships that happened or people I dated that like, you know, brought in different learning stuff to career milestones reached or everything, like every big energetic shift and thing that was taking up time and attention. And so I realized that there was really a huge, a lot happened in those five years, you know, and, and sure there, I also saw what I, what I had set out to do, but didn't. Mm. And that's, you know, that's the scary part that you don't want to see. But, um, but anyway, what I saw in this five years, I saw that there was this, cons- the one thing that was really consistent was my relationships in, in that there's always a man present there's always um, even one year took like my whole year, I think predominantly was dealing with a lot of relationship stuff. And that was the year that we, we had started the show. Your energy was going into that. I was, you know, starting an open relationship. So there was there was a lot of learning going on and a lot juggling. But well, same but I did see that. Yeah, I think that I mentioned, I think that led us on our quest to talk about the stuff we talk about on our show. So in a weird way, fruit is born out of it. Totally. But, but by looking back at it, you go, okay, where could I have well, it was a ended question. things and moved forward? And where could I Yeah, you like know, I was looking at one relationship. Like, smarter about it. Yeah, like, okay, I think that went on like really in hindsight. I knew to end it here. And then it continued for like another two years or something. Yeah. You know, but things like that. But, but it did make me look at, you know, it did... It, it made me question. It was this little bubble that formed above my head where it was just something to keep in the back of my mind and look out for in my life, which was, why are these, are you leaning on these relationships? Or are you leaning on having, is it safer to have all this, Not there's not a lot of drama in my life, but this relationship stuff moving around and you know, transitioning and finding someone new to love and dealing with the emotions of this other person. Is there some safety in that that is keeping me from focusing on what I really want to be doing? And that was my big question mark. And it wasn't a judgment. It was just a, huh, this might be a pattern, you know? Yeah. And And, am I making active choices? Right. And, And maybe it's not. And maybe it is just the time I'm, you know, a young single woman and you're learning relationship stuff. It could be that. But maybe... It's not. This has been a, (laughs) no, you're right. And this has been a big conversation. I think that I've had with a lot of my female friends. I've had, I haven't had it as much with male friends, but it's this, this swing that feels unbalanced. Like the men that I know and the men that I, in my life, the men that I'm in relationships with Mm -hmm. consistently are quote, working too much. They don't have availability for me romantically, this kind of thing. And and I'm going, well, screw you. I'm available. Like, I'll accommodate my schedule to fit you in. Right. I want to do that. Right. And then we can also judge them, right, for like, or we think, okay, your your life is not out. You're not in balance. You're not making room for like love and femininity and softer things in your life. and Right. And expressing emotions right. or whatever. It's just work, work, work. And is that healthy? Right. But then I go, well, am I 
am I filling that gap by being too available? Right. Am I trying to meet them halfway by sacrificing myself? I totally agree. And and that's what, well, yes. And, and what I saw was I had this moment, this is part two, yeah. which leads into what you're saying, which I, I then, about a week after this, I was at a, a party with a guy, a man, not a guy, not mm-hmm. a boy, a man, a wonderful a man gentleman. that I am seeing. And, and so we were out with friends and it was a great networking opportunity. And, um, and I'm at the party and we were having so much fun and we don't, it, he's very busy. I'm busy. So we don't, um, see each other a, a lot, a lot, like, you know, once, maybe twice a week, which when you're really enjoying someone it you know that takes you, patience yeah you want to <laughs> see them every day right so when so I'm saying when we are together I'm like oh like I really want to hang out you know and that's beautiful yeah have the quality time however I did also when I chose to go out part of the factor in me deciding to go out was knowing that okay this is a good networking opportunity it's going to be healthy for me to go out because otherwise I had docked the night the evening off to do some work from home and oh, so you had. I did well, in your mind, you were going to do that. Yes, but, but you know, you honestly, every weekday night, I have every evening docked off to do work. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I know, I don't know if it's healthy, but right, whatever, I'm heavy lifting right now. Anyway. So, so yeah, so I got invited out. I'm like, okay, this is a good networking thing. This is good. I, I'll go and, you know, knock two birds out with one stone. So we go and I'm sitting there and I'm just, this other part of me is hovering outside of myself, watching just the dynamics and I'm really enjoying my time. But I, I, my group gets put into a kind of a a comfy corner and it's a very tight, small bar area. And so there's, you can't really, I mean, it's hard to like maneuver around the room, right? But there were a couple people that stood out that I really, I was drawn to and I wanted to connect with these women and, um, and I didn't. And I'm sitting there and I'm really enjoying my time with my guy, my man and our friends. And but but in the back of my mind, I, you know, this little voice is saying, get up, like, go talk to these people, go network, you know. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this is a social thing. Let me just relax. And it's just, you know, I don't know, balance or just enjoy your time. You're enjoying it. Don't push it. Don't push it. But then this thing came up, this realization that. If I were with a guy, if my date was in the same position as I was, and this was a good networking opportunity for him, he would get up and go network. He would go talk to that person. Yeah. And that isn't to say that he's being an asshole or neglecting me or that doing something wrong. I just, I just noticed that, and maybe it is a male female characteristic. I, I don't know, but I do feel like, like the men that I've dated or been with, they're very ambitious and very successful. And, and not, they don't sacrifice, they don't sacrifice everything in their life for their work, but they are, you know, well, they're goal oriented and yeah, they're, they're making, making it happen. Choices. Right. And so they totally, they're prioritizing. Yeah. Like it. when, like, for example, if we're out on a date, like, I mean, this guy's really, he has a lot going on on his plate, but he will sometimes have to leave at like 10 PM to go deal with Asia, you know, Take and phone that, calls. right. Yeah. And, and like, and that's it. And that's fine. But there's no hesitation. There's no, like they're there you know yeah and I just noticed I'm like wow if he or anybody any other guy that I know were in this position they would totally do that why why don't I we're going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to talk about the why and what we're going to do about it and please join the conversation at TA Talk Sex on Twitter and Instagram and our blog at tatalksex.com Wee. 
welcome back. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex, where T and I are exploring whether we've been leaning on our relationships in an unhealthy way in 2015 and what we're going to do, do about it this year. So T, what was your what, what was your story? I when I was um, dating someone and I this was this year, I was I needed to go to the comedy club, right? There were like different shows to do, some networking, just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I we had talked about meeting up. So I had so much anxiety around calling him and saying, ah, I want to, I mean, in a way I'm saying I want to, I'm choosing this comedy club over you. Are you going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm lucky that he was, mm-hmm. and in fact, encouraged me and said, you need to go do that. And that was like a wake up call for me too. Cause I go, what the hell's wrong with me? Why am I? <laughs> Oh my God, like I'm sabotaging myself. Right, because all these guys, all these guys are that I've been with, are they're super supportive. They like, they're yeah. like, go and do. Supportive, but they're choosing their, and they're choosing their work over making any, you know, they're not sacrificing you before their work. I, you know, what's funny is like, I just read, um, so like Lena Dunham's newsletter, Lenny, mm-hmm. and Whitney Cummings wrote a really nice piece in there mm-hmm. about uh, being codependent mm-hmm. and that she learned codependence is actually not necessarily, oh, I'm in a relationship and I'm, you know, leaning on this person, but rather um, her inability to receive and and sacri- and like her constant sacrificing herself for approval from other people. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that she's basically been working on it for the last five years or whatever it was. Yeah. It's she, a- yeah. And it's amazing how that can exist in even small, small areas. I, I Right. Well, she was saying I'm in not in a degrees. relationship and I'm sacrificing right. myself. But when I was in relationships, I'm sacrificing even myself. More. And I don't know if it is just women, but obviously like our history kind of dictates that that's more expected. So it does for me feel like I'm uprooting this issue of like I'm putting the expectation on myself. Like yes. The boyfriend's not even saying well, stay home. I'm just expecting him to want that. Totally. But and so part of that, I think, maybe is programming and right. This background expectation. But when I re- when I'm I was looking at it myself and I, if I look at the feelings that are inside of me that are motivating me toward choice A or choice B to sit mm-hmm. down and be with my guy and enjoy my time versus to get out there and network. I, if I'm just noticing, here's what I'm noticing. Right. There's fear in putting myself out there for networking. Right. A little bit. And, um, and, but there's also genuinely, I know it's not like I'm aware that I'm sacrificing things for this guy. There is genuinely a desire to be with this person and to really have a fun time and to, and to like, I want to make the choice to go away with you for a weekend. I want to do that instead of working. Does that mean that? I shouldn't have a career. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is like, this is going to, to an extreme, but. But I think it's a reality that I, like it, everyone's struggling with. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like a or guy, I don't, I don't know if a guy would, this is speculation, totally speculation, but I, but I don't, I wonder if a man would have. An opportunity for listeners to chime in. <laughs> I wonder if a man would have the same sentiments, like. Yeah, like there are they stressing about that? Are right. they spending time thinking about that? Or is it just like much that? more black and white? I mean, I do I do hear like you know when when my my guy does have to choose between work and me sometimes and and he will. He'll he'll like cancel things on his schedule to make room for me and I, and I'm that's wonderful. So he must to some degree, but anyway, my point is that there's a desire. It's not like I'm like you know, oh, I don't, you know, I, I really, really want to be going to this networking thing or do this thing, but, uh, you know, 
I'm afraid that this relationship's going to die. So let me put my energy here. No, I want to, you know, yeah. so that's the confusing part. It's like being pulled into, I want love. I want, I want that in my life. But then I started looking at the deeper why. And mm-hmm. so then I really started asking myself, okay, well, why? Like what, what really that, that, that draw to be, to really, in, that you're enjoying that person what is that? So then here, this is part three. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went, it's so funny how like a week later, right? Or a couple of days after that party, I go away for the weekend with this man. And we, I, I never, I, I don't smoke weed and, and uh. I, <laughs> or eat edibles, but on this occasion I did so we I had, haven't tried it yet but we had a show on with Ashley Manta she talked about um weed oh lubricant. marijuana lubricant I I'm kind of, I want to try it I haven't done it I yet. have to say maybe we, I'll try this holiday this is a side <laughs> note but we but so we took some edibles and it was the most amazing we just kissed for like hours and it was unbelievable okay so that's a side note (laughs) but i took it so anyway so i i i ate these edibles i ate way more than i should which i think probably happens to anyone who eats edibles yeah yeah that happened the first time really high and and we're driving home and i'm like trying to like keep my feet on the ground and stay in this reality (laughs) but this thing came to me like I was contemplating this sort of cloud that had been around me with these men and you know this career blah 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 and what I realized was I I don't know I had this foot maybe I'm schizophrenic I don't know I but this little I don't think so yeah. I think it's well, my I higher think we're self. part of the speaking of our other show I feel like the, the, the <laughs> culture of diagnosing yourself all the time no I no I you know what I'm not being honest. the truth is like I, yeah, a deeper part of myself what did you see unaware some part of me came through and was like showing me that I was um, hiding under the umbrella of the power and success of these men in my life to some degree. And that moment of clarity was telling myself, uh, uh, another some other version of myself telling myself, don't do that. Like you are so, so much more capable and valuable and worthy than hiding under anybody's umbrella and so in that moment I stepped outside of the umbrella and I'm like I like I don't like I'm enough on my own yeah right and it doesn't mean that the relationship is over or I don't need this person or I don't like this person anymore it was just I don't know an awareness or a realization like a centered moment yes I'm I still exist outside of this everything's okay right and I think it was just um and I think I've I, I'm actually quite aware that I've had this issue for for since as a young adult like I remember going through a breakup when I in my early 20s where I mean my mom had just died and stuff but like getting under the security blanket of a man and I and I realized that I was hiding behind my partner so it's been a constant evolution but Mm -hmm. like listen I'm fiercely independent and it's probably the first (laughs) quality that anybody I date or know would would mention about me and so I'm not like but I think that's what's surprising that's what I'm saying for you even for me who's like so independent on my you know and the reason I like like I wanted to do this show and talk about it is because I'm the same thing. I had this and I had the same process that happened to me, which is all of a sudden I was hiding under this man. And um, that was that I don't even I mean, I think a couple bad things happened. It was like Hurricane Katrina hit my home, you know, and I think I've had talks with friends where it's like this weird 
you know, you feel displaced and you sort of mm-hmm. have like a weird depression and instability. And then you, and then you, what? I don't know. There's like a couple of things happen. There's instability. And then you have this partner who's very supportive. And I, and I, and I get like, I don't want to boil it down, but I feel like if we're talking about gender stuff, I think it's more acceptable for a woman to be comforted and kind of be under the umbrella of the man. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an, it's one of the options that a woman has. Whereas I think, I'm sure men, there are men who do this as well. And so maybe we're getting through to them as well. But I feel like also a man will all of a sudden be like, well, why is this woman not, she's hiding under my umbrella and maybe get annoyed with her or whatever. But it's like, well, it's not sustainable. Like right. and my partner, which is why when I was doing my early 20s, it, we did break up because it, it, I wasn't an empowered person, yeah, an empowered woman. I wasn't offering what I could to the relationship. So what it was just promised off. in the beginning. It was just off. Yeah. Right. And well, so, so the same happened to me. Right. And then I actually, so this brought me back to, I was talking with um, one of our listeners on Instagram and, um, and he just mentioned sort of being in a slump. And I, and I said, yeah, I'm kind of in a slump too. Um, for me, it was, I was kind of in a breakup with someone that I've been dating uh, for a while, for a few months. And, um, and basically it was the same issue. It was like, he didn't have enough time. And I was asking for specific things that he said, look, I, I, I can't give that My to focus you. Focus is not that right now. Yeah. And he said it really lucidly in a way where I said, okay, well I'm an idiot if I keep going back or, you know, not judging, right. you know, you have to, but, but to listen and then have the courage to make that choice. And then I was almost going to not panic, but have like an emotional upheaval and kind of ruin my day. And then I, I decided to meditate which I've just started doing as well. <laughs> I read about it's how wonderful. to do it. Yeah. In the diamond cutter. It's an um, amazing book. Guess yes, Michael Roche. It's super. Yeah. Super good. Uh, but so I, I did, I did a meditation and then I went to a comedy show and then I went to another one and, and I, you're like back on your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and everything was fine. It was like, okay. But the reason I bring that up is to say, you know, that discussion about the slump, you know, give yourself a day, give yourself whatever you need, but check in more than a week. What is it that's not working for you? Right. How and how can I make proactive choices? It. Sure. Like same thing when I was away. We'll use it as a meditation, as a moment to go, okay, here's this repose. Here's this silent vacuum moment in my life. Well, I think, yes. And also these scary emotions, like this slump that causes the, the scary depression. emotions cause the slump. Yeah. Facing those, like sitting down and me doing my five-year review because yeah, I'm feeling anxious, right? Like, f- and you doing your meditation, just facing, okay, what do I need? I need to go. This isn't working, you know? Facing it, moving on. You're right. It's super empowering. Scary, but empowering. Scary, but right. But it was, and it was also this realization of what you're talking about. Like I, you had said this when we had our three-hour conversation, but <laughs> but it, this morning I woke up and I also read Whitney Cummings, you know, the thing. Yeah, the letter, which then all of a sudden something clicked in my head. And, and it's this absurdity of, you know, men that I date, I, it's almost like, oh, I had sex with this guy who has a really cool, um, uh, really cool job. And then all of a sudden by like osmosis, like we fucked. So, you know, that's, <laughs> Somehow I did that job too or something or like I like it rubs off like I was associated with this person. Well, I think it's attunement also like it like you you want to surround yourself. I think it's just natural. You want to surround yourself by people who who either reflect who you want to be or qualities that you admire. And I think that's a natural human trait. And I I don't think that's wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, Where? Well, yeah, but I but what I'm noticing is I didn't. I, I noticed that I think I was relying on that rather than stepping up on my own. Right. Yes. Like, like, am I doing enough to be 
my own self without an umbrella? And why why does that how does anyway, how does that validate me? Well, it is interesting, actually, because, you know, I'm sitting here. And am I leaning on that? Right. And so here's the thing. It's like, well, I don't want to. It kind of seems like a jump for me to share this last experience. Share it. Share it. No, no, no. The one that I did about the whole, oh, you know, me being under the umbrella of the man. That is not the cause. It's not like oh, whoa, this poor girl, she, you know, doesn't think she's good enough, so she's under, you know, hiding under this man. It's so subtle. But I do wonder, and even if you think about it sexually, like women are the receivers, right? And so Mm -hmm. I, like, and I'm just saying this symbolically, like Mm -hmm. who knows energetically or whatever, if there are implications for this, I'm not sure. But just if you look at it symbolically, and if we're taking men in to us, mm. like we are maybe perhaps taking on some quality, right? Yeah. And there is, I've heard different people in the sexual arena talk about, you know, when you do have sex with someone, anyone, you do take on certain qualities about each other. And I wonder, maybe yeah. that's the draw, right? Like, well, I, mean, I want more head. of this in my life, mm-hmm. this subconscious desire, whatever. I want more of this yeah. in my life. So I'm bringing this person in and even physically it's like oh no i love that analogy right so which you know sounds really awful because it makes you sound like a like a A succubus yes (laughs) but i i don't think it's i think it's part of uh human evolution i agree and i i would would guess that men also seek out partners that no not as much no no no, i agree this is is not and like absolutely it's an absolutely not yeah uh, (laughs) no not it was because i i think you're right it's like you seek out people that that draw you ideally draw you towards something that you want i mean what's interesting is back to whitney cummings comment she was almost saying she's seeking out relationships that sabotage her um, so there's people I think who talk go a lot either about, way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, take you down. Right. You I tend to go the other way. Yeah, me too. So I, but, but then I'm striving and, and I have to keep in check. Am I projecting onto that person my dreams and goals? Right. And That's making true. sure that I'm still standing up for myself and making my goals manifest without them. Yeah. And they can, they can show me that they could be, they are the window in, you know, like part of my meditation when I said, oh my God, okay, we're breaking up with this one person. I realized a lot of beautiful things came out of our dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for them. You know, we have this friendship uh, and maybe it is time to move on. Right. I think that's a big thing about kind of end of the year, new year um, reflection. And I think can bring a lot of value into the new year. And it's like, what are we? Yeah, it's facing the facts and facing yeah. the realities of it. And I know for me, like the solution is, you know, and this came up in our conversation that we had. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to commit for, I have to, I actually have to make a specific number of days, maybe 30. Hmm. I was thinking for the month of January, but I'm actually going to be hibernating writing. I don't know. Anyway, so (laughs) maybe to the end of February where I, I, I commit to making choices geared toward my career. So Given that like, okay, so if that happens again, where I have a night docked off for work and I get invited out last minute, last minute, and I have that moment to choose between doing what I really need to do versus going out and being with this person, like with my partner, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to choosing career stuff and just see where it leads me just to see if perhaps I've been choosing the relationship thing out of using my time with him to feed that part of myself that needs a sense of value and place in the world that my career 
well expression also yeah but i hate to say validated because i think it's unhealthy to be validated by a career as well which you know hmm. whatever i'm not perfect I, i'm still working on it oh my god but i'd rather have it be <laughs> a self a self-contained issue rather than involving another person my hold on my point is that um doing this exercise i think will allow me to see what happens like if i'm not choosing to use to use this um, to use men and relationships and the love and the fulfillment and validation of that, what happens? Like maybe I do get so like things really build so much faster and then I'm an even more empowered person for this relationship. Yeah. Right. So that's my commitment in this new year is based on having seen this um, pattern. I'm That's what I'm going to commit to. I really, what I like about what you're doing, a is I think that, by making a, a strong choice in the opposite direction, it's it allows you to find balance. Like only by going to the opposite. Can you really see? Yeah. Can yeah. you then have perspective and go, okay, now maybe I need to fall somewhere in the middle once right. I have more stability. Or yeah, right. like once I have the two perspectives, then I can find that balance. The which, synthesis. Yeah. yeah, which kind of for me comes full circle with men and women. Whether it's that you choose work too much or you sure. choose the relationship too much you know taking the time to find that balance yes I think especially youth right now is like under tremendous pressure to like prove yourself and achieve in whatever way that is yes yes I agree I just wonder if perhaps somehow maybe being a woman I look we do have centuries of you know programming and all, and all the that, that men don't have I, I mean it's just a fact it's I said just, this on Lisa Marie <laughs> Jenkins episode you know uh my mother was one of God, I want to get the number wrong. She said she was like one of, I think, four women in uh, Columbia's uh, architecture school Mm -hmm. um, that year. I think two years before that, they admitted women, Mm -hmm. something like this at period at all. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a slow evolution to kind of take to, to change those patterns. And so when I see them in myself, I kind of, you know, yeah, you have this panic moment. And then I also feel shame and I feel embarrassed. And then I go, wait a minute. I can actually do something about it. That's the cool part. Right. So this will be an experiment. I worry that my fear is that it's I'm going to turn into a dry bone that has no love in her life. And I'm going to be a hardened, cold, dry woman. <laughs> That's yeah. a fear. I don't think it's the reality. That's an but interesting I, fear. Right. But um, that you're not going to be fulfilled be by person. work. Right. Well, well, it's not even that. That, that it's like, oh, I you're, love paper pushing. No, that it's like, <laughs> oh, you're you're you know, you're being too harsh. You need balance. You need balance. And you know, you know what? OK, fine. But I think you're right for now. For 30 days, it's not going to fucking kill me to do this experiment and see where it lands me. It's going to kill you. And <laughs> if it if it does turn me into this dry, cold, embittered woman, then I just, I know. And I, I'm but self-aware way, enough to see that and shift gears. I was about to say, by the way, and the cool part is you can well be before. the dry bone for a month, but that doesn't mean you're going to be the dry bone forever. Right. Like you just change it. It's constantly changing. We're always growing and fluctuating. What we want to make sure is that we're always checking in. Well, checking in. And actually, I just said we're always growing, but we're always growing and contracting I think as humans and so like remembering I think it's always healthier to grow outward like a tree like a universe yes yes and I think then you're thriving sometimes you probably need to take time to like incubate but but not staying in that stasis it's sort of what we're saying now I'm in a slump okay check in why why am I stopped whereas what's the missing nutrient that I need right to grow new leaves yeah so I'll, I'll report back and yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what excited. I find in 30 days. 
60 days. Well, on that note, I think reflecting on how we can change for the better, what are our specific things that we want to work on? And what have you noticed in the new year? I mean, have you, what kinds of patterns or reflections have you seen that you're actively going to shift or maybe this listening to us has inspired you and so if you'd like to share that we'd love to hear totally what what's going on in your life so tweet us at ta talk sex yeah um, i mean i'm always chatting on instagram that's yeah we here. do we, it's, it's both of us but <laughs> but uh yeah like you can catch us there whatever you say i'm gonna comment back um you can also leave a voicemail on our website tatalksex.com and i think our email is up there too yeah well uh we'd love to hear from you happy new year happy new year <laughs> you're listening to tna talk sex i'm t and i'm a Thank you.